What a do, baby! <laughs> it's your boy Caleb coming at you with my Kawhi voice. I hope everyone is doing well. Welcome back to the podcast. It's been a little bit. It's been a couple of days. We're back today on Wednesday with a two-game slate to get us back into the swing of things. But I, if you're here, I appreciate you spending a little bit of your time with me today on this Wednesday as we break down the slate. But little housekeeping before we jump into all, all this again. I'm going to tell you right now, my goal is to be the best NBA capper in the world. And ever, not even just in the world, ever, ever in the world, ever, ever. And uh, yeah, that, that probably sounds a little bit crazy to a lot of you, but that's good. Because if it didn't sound crazy, then I'm not shooting high enough. So I just, I'm here to let you know that that is my goal. We're 70 and 58 on the year, which is good. We'll take that. We'll take that. But I think our best stretch is yet to come. So I appreciate you grinding this shit out with me every single day. And that's, that's, I know I've missed some days here, but you're seeing it. Two games slate today. I don't care. I'm breaking it down. I'm breaking down a two game slate. I don't care if we got a one game slate now, later. I'm breaking it down. So I, I plan to be here if, if, physically possible i will be here if there's an nba slate again i'm not asking that you even tail anything i am just here as a resource i watch this religiously i watch it too much i i don't know why but i i I just i'm drawn to watching the best hoopers in the world it makes me very very happy happier than anything else and so i'm gonna just continue to do it and so for me i'm just here to provide the information if you want to bet on the nba that day Cause I've been there with other sports. Like during baseball season, I'm just a lost soul. And if I'm bored and it's like, you know, 4 p.m., what what else, what else am I gonna do? I'm gonna bet on baseball. And you know, you can look up articles here and there and whatever, and I watch videos. But it, it's I, I'm just here to provide the information that you need to make, in theory, a smarter bet. And it's not always gonna work. You know how this industry goes. You can may have the right call and still lose. But all I'm here is here to do is provide you with the best information to guide you in making your picks. And uh, hopefully we can make some money in this. But again, the goal is to be the best basketball NBA capper ever. And uh, the journey continues starting today. So I appreciate you being with me here today. I love you all. I really, really do. Let's jump into today's, into today's slate. All right, let's get things rolling with the Memphis Grizzlies and the Washington Wizards. Grizzlies now uh, three-and-a-half-point favorites at home, uh, 237 total. And for those of you that don't know, uh, these two teams actually matched up a week and a day ago in the nation's capital, and the Wizards got smacked. Um, and so I, uh, I, I'm telling you right now, I'd make this line minus three, and I think it's important. Let's go back. We've got a little bit more time today since we only have two games. So let's go back and recap how this Wizards uh, season has shaken out. And it started off awfully. They couldn't guard anyone. I think Bradley Beal at one point had a quote where he said, we couldn't guard a parked car, which is really, I could guard a parked car. So their defense was in shambles. It was atrocious. And then right after that, they got hit with COVID. So they made, they didn't play an NBA basketball game for three weeks because they didn't have the uh, the requisite amount of guys to hoop. And so they were out for three three weeks, and then they came back. Not everyone was back right away. 
slowly but surely guys started trickling back. Russ got healthier. And now they've turned themselves into a solid team to the point now where they, from February 14th on through February, they finished uh, seven and two. And those two losses were to the Celtics and Clippers. And that Celtics one, they were honestly up. They were up five with 45 seconds left. Um, And then in March, they obviously, so they lost to the Grizzlies. And then they beat the the Clippers, albeit without Paul George, but they did beat the Clippers. So they're, um, they're on and up upswing right they're they've been playing much much better than they were earlier in the season and it makes sense because they're getting the talent back um and not only are they getting the talent back but they're having time to gel and and get that camaraderie that was missing early on in the season now i think the big question here with this team is what's their ceiling what's their peak when everyone's coming back together like what is this best version of this team look like um and how realistic is it that they can get to that version and uh, to be honest i don't know right we've never seen bradley beal without john wall take his team uh into the playoffs and but but he doesn't have to do it all by himself this year he has russell westbrook who has was second fiddle to the james harden uh, got his team to the plus there. But again, I was mostly Jim. But I think you po- point to Russ in OKC without really any other stars. He consistently had that team in the playoffs, regardless if it was the sixth, seventh, eighth, whatever seed. Um, so you know that this team is, especially with all the ground that they're going to have to make up. Because, I mean, the reality of the situation is they're probably not going to be able to play 72 games. You, you miss three weeks of games. Like, I don't know how you can feasibly make that all up. And if you are making it up, you're playing like you're at some point going to have to play like five straight back-to-back games, which doesn't make any sense. That's just dangerous, honestly, at that point. So point being here is uh, the Wizards are going to come to this second half of the season with a a ton of urgency, and they should because um, they have all the talent to make the playoffs. It's just going to come down to can they grind out enough results and get there. Meanwhile, on the other end, you have the Grizzlies who are like almost like the anti-Wizards in that, they don't have the, the Wizards have two stars. They have okay role players, but the, the, the rest of that team is not great. Um, they have some guys, but it's 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 essentially their whether they win or lose is it's gonna rest on Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook's shoulders. Meanwhile, the Grizzlies, on the other hand, yes, they have John Morant, and I'm not not calling John Morant a star, but he hasn't done it for as long as Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal. He's done it for one year. And even that one year was, it was great for a rookie year, but it wasn't like star, star numbers. Um, And he's missed a good portion this year. But the point being here is that the Grizzlies are a more consistent, more well-rounded team. They don't rely on one or two guys. But honestly, John Morant can have an off night, right? Jonas Valanciunas can have an off night. They have so many different guys that pitch in, and we can go down the line of, of all these guys, Kyle Anderson's having his best year yet. Brandon Clark, after a slow start, is playing really, really well. Uh, Grayson Allen, he has had a concussion, but he has been playing really well for the Grizzlies. Um, De'Anthony Melton is very, very solid. Um, all right, let's move forward to the last game, second of, of this two-game slate, and that's the Dallas Mavericks and the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, Mavericks are four-point favorites at the crib right now, 226 total. And I'll tell you right now, I am leaning the Spurs very, very heavy. I just want it to get to four and a half or five. And I think there's a good chance that it will. The majority of the money's been on the Mavs. The majority of the tickets have been on the Mavs. I, I think at the very worst, it stays at four. And okay, fine, I'll take four. Um, but I can't see this going to three and a half. And maybe it will. But I am going to risk it here and, and wait for a better number and eventually be on the Spurs. And uh, let me tell you why. I think a lot of people, I think one, the Mavs are just a fun team, right? Uh, the Mavs always are going to get a ton of respect. Luka gets a ton of respect. 
early on in the year, I mean, the first night of the week, they were without Kristaps, and they were favored in Phoenix. And I still remember that thinking, okay, that's ridiculous. So you, you just get a taste of, you know, the books really like the Dallas Mavericks. And I think you're seeing a little bit of inflation on this line as a result. I'll tell you right now, the Mavs are a, a slightly, probably a slightly better team. They're, I would have a minus three. You know, they're at home. You can factor that in a little bit. But there's a couple of reasons why I like the Spurs here. One, the play on the court, I think, points to, again, there being some value on the Spurs. You go back, and, and a lot of people are going to look. This, the Mavs have won 10 of their last 13. They really picked it up after a, a slow start. They dealt with COVID for a while. You know, a lot of injuries. Kristaps was out for a little bit. Luka missed a game here and there. Um, but they really turned it around towards the, the you know, that second half of the first half to the point where, you know, they, they get to the All-Star break having won 10 out of their last uh, 13. And I, th- I think a lot of people realize that, you know, that's a fun, exciting team. And then meanwhile, you look on the Spurs side and they didn't finish super well. You know, they lost a game at home against the Thunder. Um, they lost uh, a couple others, but I don't think a lot of people realize that they had a COVID outbreak right before that all-star break. Derek White missed all those games. Rudy Gay missed all those games. Devin Vassell missed all those games. LaMarcus missed a large stretch of games. So they really haven't been full strength in quite some time. They, they haven't been full strength really for much of the season at all. Um, but when, regardless, they're still 18 and 14. They've been better than the Mavs all year. Uh, Pop has these guys playing really, really solid defense. And they all believe, in, and you can see the the vets are vibing with the youngins. And so, as a result, I, I don't think, despite the Mavs finishing strong, I don't think there's a huge difference between these two, two teams. You can say the Mavs are slightly better. Um, but the play on the court, which ultimately I think is the most important thing, when capping is is how are these two teams playing right now like what where where are these two teams at like you know teams don't magically one day get drastically better right they might have a good shooting there or whatever but um i think it's important to note that the difference between these two teams is is not super high even with the mavs uptick in play now there's a couple reasons now why i'm rolling with the spurs and, and these trends you, you're never going to bet or for me i'm never going to bet a game straight up because of a trend ah there might be a case here or there if i'm itching to play and a, a beautiful trend walks in my room i'm okay fine i'll hit it but today's not the case this is just adding to why we already like this the spurs this year as a road underdog they're six and one and that just shows you they've been consistently underrated as a team on the road all year they play better on the road they seem to get up. Pop always has these guys ready. Six and one, it's a small sample size, but at the same time, like the books are professional line makers. And if there's one and six in pricing you on the road, you'd like to think that they probably don't have the best read on you. At least they haven't so far. So what's going to change? And meanwhile, the Mavs are four and 10 as home under uh, as home favorites in the exact spot they'll be in today. And again, we're not betting this because they're four and 10. They could easily be five and 10. But you've seen to this point, the Mavs have been overrated as, as you know, favorites at home. On top of this, uh, a trend that I really, really love today is, is the Spurs are now 4-0 in their last four in, against the spread on um, their first game back from the All-Star break. And that just shows you the preparation level that, that Pops had. Um, you have uh, basically the same team. Like this team hasn't really changed much from – these past four years, DeJounte's gotten a bigger role. Derek Wright has a bigger role. Uh, you know, Vassell's a rookie. But but th- this is essentially we've seen some version of this team the past four years. So I love that. 4-0 against the spread in the first game. Meanwhile, the Mavericks are 1-6 in, 
in Rick Carlisle's last seven years as the Mavs in their first game. Uh, teams in general, when they're at home and they won the first game, or and they won the last game before the All Star break, and they're at home as a favorite in the first game back, five and fifteen in their last twenty. So uh, everything for me here is just pointing to the Spurs. I know people are going to love the Mavs. They're a fun team. They're they're putting it together. Uh, but the Spurs team has been slept on all damn year, and I think it, it continues tonight in terms of being slept on. Um, don't be surprised at all. I, I assume this game is going to go down to the wire, right? I think the Mavs should be the favorite, but I think this game's going to go down to the wire, maybe even last possession. Um, I just want to get as much protection as I can, and that's why I'm waiting for four and a half. You never know with the damn foul game. But it, the, the thing could be tied up with two minutes left, and we could not cover four and a half. So um, really want to make sure we get as much protection as possible. For a four-point loss would not be the craziest outcome. Like that's a that's an outcome that could definitely happen. So, uh, want to wait for that four and a half, maybe even get it to five if it gets to four and a half, um, and uh, we'll go from there. But essentially, if you're listening to this now, again, if you don't already follow me on Twitter or Action Network, um, as soon as I lock it in in real time, I, I let you know on there. But uh, love the Spurs getting points in Dallas in a in a divisional game today. All right. Appreciate you all for tuning in. I know it's a shorter one. It's the first one back, uh, but we got a huge, massive, large, huge slate tomorrow, and I'll, I'll be there to break it down. Appreciate you all for tuning in. Genuinely means the world to me, um, and I'll talk to you guys again tomorrow. Peace.